0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Seek, Go Create. Tim Winders here, and we've got a unique episode today. My wife has been encouraging me for some time to share an excerpt from my recent novel, Coach, A Story of Success Redefined. And so this episode is actually going to be releasing on uh, the end of October. And so she said, why don't you make it like a trick-or-treat or something? Well, Halloween is probably one of my least favorite holidays, so I didn't really want to uh, necessarily do that, but we'll just kind of call it a treat or a bonus that we're gonna take a snapshot or an excerpt to kind of give you a feel and flavor of the story of coach the novel so that you can uh, kind of listen in on on what it is and maybe what it's about and possibly go uh, go get the uh, the audible or the audio book yourself. So let me kind of set it up for you. I'm really plucked out three chapters from right in the middle of the story, and I have to say and remind everyone that really coach is part of the whole theme that I talk about at Seek Go Create on our podcast YouTube channel. It's kind of what I do when I work with coaching clients and individuals and teams, and it really is that that success or redefining success or all that we do in life, it's not an event, it's not something that happens, it is a process. And so this book, this novel, is all about the process that the main character, I'll introduce you to Cooper Travis, the main character goes through over the course of about 11 months in his life, where he basically has to redefine everything that success means to him. I won't give you a lot of background, but I will tell you that this snapshot that you're gonna get, this excerpt, you're gonna be introduced to Cooper Travis, who is the main character, And uh, kind of in the light of the statement, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Cooper needs a mentor or someone to lead and guide him or a coach that can take him to the places that he needs to go so that he can really define what success means to him, really, really means to him. So you're also gonna meet a character by the name of Asa who would fill that role. And so this excerpt, you're going to have three chapters from the middle of the book where it's shortly after Cooper and Asa have met. And they're about to begin the process that Asa is going to take Cooper on so that he can, I guess, gain some wisdom about who he really is and what life really means to him. So, I think that's gonna be valuable to you. Also, just a little bit about the setting, because Cooper not only goes on a, a journey of who he is, but he also goes on a physical journey. He's He originates out of Texas, which is where the story starts, and you're not gonna get that from this excerpt, but uh, by the time you get this part of the story, he is somewhere in Central America, and you'll hear what he's about to, embark on as far as some work and some things that he's about to do. So somewhere in Central America, let's just say where they have some coffee that uh, needs to be harvested. But uh, I want you to enjoy this and I am hopeful you give some feedback. I'm hopeful that it gets you thinking. I really wanted to tell a good story with this novel, but I also wanted it to be a story that had a bit of purpose, something that kind of nudged us to do something differently, think differently, and maybe take some action. And I think that'll become more clear to you as you listen to the excerpt. I do want to say that this is not my voice. I am not the one that is reading this novel. When I originally started to try to do that, There were parts early on that I recognized that emotionally I was just struggling to get through. I mean, my voice would catch, I would uh, not quite tear up. I don't wanna say that. Maybe I got dust in my eyes or something. And so I actually contracted with my son, J.K., to, to read this story and he's got a great strong voice and he said it was a tough thing. He said this was a little bit more than he bargained for but he does a great job. And if you wanna find out more about him, he is doing great things over on Instagram. You could check him out at JK Winders over on Instagram. I think he's got close to 100,000 followers there. And he is a great storyteller, visual artist in and of himself and obviously has a great voice to share this excerpt from the book, Coach. So this is a journey. And you're going to be joining our main character, Cooper Travis, right in the middle of this journey that he's taking in my novel, Coach, A Story of Success Redefined. I hope you enjoy this.
1: Chapter 13. Cooper immediately felt the familiar warmth as he entered the cottage. The fire was blazing and while it was not very cold outside, his damp clothes clung to his body, causing a slight chill. "'Please, my friend, stand by the fire to warm up. I'll bring you a towel.' Asa ducked through a curtain doorway and returned seconds later with a towel. "'How would you like a cup of coffee?' "'I would love a cup of coffee.' Cooper wiped his face with the towel and roughly ran it over his head. "'Then please, move the kettle over the fire, Mr. Travis.' Cooper swung the metal arm so that the kettle was over the flame. As he stood in front of the fire, he took the time to observe the interior of the cottage again. The walls were the same stone as the exterior. Wood was stacked almost four feet high on either side of the fireplace. The fireplace was on the wall opposite the main door. Surrounding the door were shelves from floor to ceiling and from one corner to the other. Books packed every square inch of the shelves. The lighting was dim in the cottage, but Cooper could see that most of the books were hardbound and appeared to have some age on them. To his right was a wall with a double curtain that was not quite closed. Through the gap, he spotted a small single bed no wider than a twin. The other curtain doorway on the same wall must have led to the bathroom because that's where Asa had retrieved the towel from. Two rocking chairs rested in the center of the room just like the last time he had been inside the cottage. A few candles set on a round table in between the chairs. The candles and the fire were the only light in the room, but the warmth and the light created an inviting and cozy atmosphere. A thought crossed Cooper's mind and a quick scan around the cottage confirmed what he had wanted to check. No windows. To his left, Asa worked on the coffee in the kitchen area. He stood behind a long counter that looked more like a table, Underneath the counter were a few items, such as pots and pans, but no one could say it was a fully stocked modern kitchen. On the end of the counter opposite of where Asa was working and closest to the fire, Cooper noticed a sink, which he had missed during his last visit. Do you have any running water in here? Cooper was almost embarrassed that, of all the questions he had thought of over the last few weeks, his first question was so trivial, and it sounded condescending as it came out of his mouth. Mr. Travis, I'm a simple man that does not require many of the trappings of modern society as you can observe, but I do enjoy running water, and I even have the luxury of a flushable toilet that I have access to," Asa smiled as he tilted his head toward the door on the opposite wall. Cooper ventured away from the fire and closer to the counter in order to get a better view of how Asa was holding the small bag and pressing the beans between his fingers. "Are you grinding those beans by hand? Not entirely, Mr. Travis," Are my methods strange to you? Cooper thought about how he had made most of his coffee in his office machine. Not wanting to risk further embarrassment, after the running water question, he chose his words carefully. I can say that I'm not familiar with this technique. If you have interest, I can explain my simple process. Cooper just nodded as he stood watching. I carry these roasted beans with me in these small bags as I travel, One small bag is the perfect portion for a single cup of coffee. I rarely have access to a grinder, therefore I must be creative when it comes to grinding the beans. He pointed to a long cylindrical item on the counter that resembled a cross between a small rolling pin and a pestle. A mortar and pestle is my preferred tool, but that is not always available. I can also use this combination roller and pestle and a hard surface but I have found that this small metal piece can be used to press the bean until it is almost broken enough to brew. Now that you have asked your most pressing questions, what is it that you really want to ask? Almost on cue, the water in the kettle began to rumble. As Cooper approached the counter with the kettle that was still rumbling with boiling water, he asked, Do you want me to pour it over? Patience, Acer replied. We want to treat our ground coffee with respect. This is part of my process as well. Cooper set the kettle on a holder on the counter. Have you dried off and warmed up? Asa asked. Yes, still a little damp, but almost dry. Well, good then. We have much to do, Asa replied as he reached for the kettle. Cooper watched as he slowly and methodically poured just a small stream of water over the grounds in each cup. He paused while pouring into one cup and moving to the other. Cooper lost track of how many minutes passed, but it was obvious that Asa was in no hurry to complete the process. Asa set the kettle down on the counter. Now we wait. I've had pour over coffee, but I have never seen this process, Cooper stated, almost as if asking, why do you do it this way? When one travels as much as I do, they must travel light and simplify as much as they can in life. Plus... We often find that more complicated does not always equal better quality. Would you agree? Cooper really had no response, so he just slightly nodded his head. He did not want to admit to Asa that he had an incredibly expensive coffee machine in his Houston office, yet somehow he figured that Asa may already know that. He decided to try to change the subject. That is an impressive collection of books you have, Cooper pointed to the wall of books. Yes, those are what many would consider to be the classics. Are you a reader, Mr. Travis? I read when I was younger, but as I got busy with business and building companies, I read less and less. That is unfortunate. Other than a man's spiritual health, there is nothing that feeds the soul more than a habit of reading books that stretch the mind. Cooper wanted to ask how a man that travels has so many books, but his mind began to wonder As he smelled the coffee wafting in his direction. Perhaps you could begin developing the habit of reading now, Asa asked. Cooper paused and thought about how bored he had been. He wanted to say no, but something inside him was nudging him to accept. Sure, that would be better than just sitting around like I have been doing. Then start with this one. Asa reached for a hardbound book on the shelf and handed it to Cooper. The author was a friend of mine, and the book was written for people like you. The greatest salesman in the world. A book about sales? Cooper looked up at Asa. I thought that would get your attention, Mr. Travis, but do not be fooled by the title. The author, Mr. Mandino, experienced life events similar to yours, and I suspect his book will impact you greatly. Cooper's mind flashed back to the reaction he had when Angel had given him the tablet. He did not want to show the same level of being ungrateful, That he had shown Angel. Thanks, he muttered half heartedly. Let's enjoy our coffee and get started. Asa must have realized his student was drifting away, or at least desiring a cup of coffee. He returned to the counter, pulled the bag out of one of the cups, and gave it a little squeeze as it dripped into the mug. He then motioned for Cooper to take that coffee as he finished the process on the other mug. Together, They walked to the rocking chairs and took a seat. Cooper was excited, but he would be lying if he did not admit to being a little nervous. What does get started mean? What do you think it means, Mr. Travis? Cooper paused and savored a sip of his coffee while staring at the fire. Should I be cute and smug and guard my thoughts, or should I just cut to the chase? Probably best to be honest. My life is really screwed up. I guess I am to blame for most of the mess. I guess to get started means to find out what I need to do to fix this mess, Cooper confessed. True change is a difficult thing. There are usually only two ways that it can occur. One, a person makes a decision that they will put forth the effort to make change in their life and they exert tremendous effort to bring that change to fruition. Okay, I think I understand that. Two, Asa continued as his peaceful and calm demeanor seemed to disappear with the seriousness of his statement. A catalytic event or outside force creates so much havoc in one's life, they are forced to act and live differently. In other words, they are forced to change, or they will crumble under the pressure. I can relate to number two. I am sure that you can, and that is why we are here Asa's tone went back to the soothing voice. Cooper saw his opening. Can I ask a few questions? Asa sat still and smiled. He may have been preparing to respond, but Cooper did not give him a chance. Why am I here? How did I get here? And maybe most importantly, who are you? Well, I must say I appreciate your bluntness and honesty. If we are to make any progress, we must be clear As to our purpose, Acer replied. Let's start with me. My purpose is to connect with people like you and help them on their journey in life. Many would call me a messenger or possibly a sage. Some would say apostle, but that may be a title that is far above my stature. The word counselor would also apply. I guess I would like to think that I coach people like you to help them bring out the greatness that already lives inside You do sound like you would be a sage or an oracle. In today's business world, you could be a consultant and make a boatload of money, Cooper replied in a slightly snarky tone. Money is of no concern to me. I have more than I need, and I truly have more wealth than most people can even imagine. Cooper's thoughts hung on those words. Have I ever heard someone speak the way he does? Every single word has depth and meaning beyond his actual words. I think I like the term coach, Cooper's mind flashed back to coach's funeral and the soccer practice he witnessed a few days earlier. Curiosity made him want to ask if a connection existed between Asa and coach, but he also knew he needed to stay focused. Then you're welcome to refer to me as a coach, Mr. Travis, Asa replied. Or you're welcome to just call me Asa. As for your questions of why and how, The answer to both is that you are here because you are at a place in your life where you finally desire to identify your true purpose and live the life that you were created to live. You are here to redefine your life, to redefine success. You are here to become the man you were created to be. He's right. Everything he says is right. But how does he know these things? And how did he know what Angel told me? My wife, she said those same words to me about being the man I was created to be. I'm just not sure I fully understand that concept. It is my deep conviction that most men live mediocre lives because they live distracted lives, Asa began. Therefore, during our time together, we will focus almost all our energy and attention on three primary topics. Some would call them principles or laws, but I prefer to use the term acts. We can say with confidence that these are acts that everyone must understand, but very few do. Cooper cleared his throat. Before you interrupt and ask what these acts are, Asa smiled, let me say that we will take them one at a time so that we are not letting our mind wander too far into the future. We shall focus on every minute of every day, not the past and not the future, that is another distraction of modern people. They concern themselves too much with either the past or the future without giving all their energy to today. Cooper made the wise decision to sit and listen while enjoying his coffee. Also, there is a purpose in the title, Acts. It takes effort and requires more than just thinking or feeling an emotion. It is the root of action, action. These principles are not just sayings or theories for us to meditate on. They are designed to drive everything that we think, say, and do with an emphasis on doing. Asa paused to take a sip from his mug. We will discuss each act, but your assignment is to meditate and think about what we are discussing throughout the day. Do not let stray or distracting thoughts enter your mind. In order to make the changes that I know you desire, you must internalize what we discuss so much so that you become what you are learning. This is not a game. This is not anything to be flippant about. This is your life. Asa paused as he took another sip of his coffee. I believe you have a notebook or journal that you use to write down items of significance? The tablet? Cooper replied. Yes. My wife gave it to me. She said I should be writing down my thoughts during this time of my life. In fact, she even wrote in the inscription the same words you said earlier about my becoming the man I'm meant to be. Perfect. I do love that name. The tablet has divine significance. The acts have divine origins also. I recommend you capture your thoughts about our discussions in your journal, Asa stated, and then seemed to stare deep into Cooper's soul. Cooper squirmed a bit in his seat. The tablet begins with my attempt to end my life, I bet he knows since he seems to know everything else about me. Wait. An uneasy feeling crept over Cooper. The tablet. Of course. Asa saw the tablet when I arrived at the villa. Or maybe he saw it on the kitchen table back on South Padre Island. With his mind reeling at what Asa may or may not know about his personal life, Cooper glanced over at the man who was shaking his head at his empty coffee cup. Asa looked back up at Cooper and smiled his warm smile. I apologize for being so serious. Let's lighten the mood. How's your coffee? I must admit that I'm a bit of a coffee snob, Cooper replied. Asa grinned as if he already knew that, but this coffee is the best I have ever had. What is the secret? It is not wise to give away secrets, but I can tell you that simplicity is the secret to much success in life. I have a special source for my beans and you have seen my grinding and steeping process. Many times, the best things in our lives are disguised by complexity. Roast the bean, grind it, and add hot water. That, my friend, is all coffee is. Asa smiled to let that sink in. Then he changed the subject. Have you met Maria? Yes, we literally bumped into each other once and attempted a conversation, My limited Spanish made it impossible, and I may have said the wrong things. I'm hoping I didn't offend her. That was the only time I saw her. It is almost like she is a ghost or a magician that has the ability to be invisible. Asa chuckled. Yes, she has the gift of serving, which which means she can be a servant without anyone recognizing she is serving. Everything at the villa meets her standards? Yes, of course. The food, the accommodations, the staff. Maybe I should request coffee be added to my daily menu. He chose not to be greedy. But I must admit, I have been pretty bored over the past few weeks. He held up the book Asa had given him earlier. I do have a book to read now, so time will pass more quickly. Your boredom ends in the morning. Meet me here at sunrise, Asa stated in a matter-of-fact tone. We will enjoy a cup of coffee, and then our work will begin. Chapter 14. Cooper was ready. He could not remember ever being this anxious for something to happen. Maybe it was the boredom of the last few weeks. Or maybe it was because he felt as if he had traveled all this distance just for this day, this training, this meeting. Or maybe something had led him to this place for this moment in time. A little over a month earlier, he had felt so hopeless that he was willing to end his life. Today he had hope. Hope that something would change, and his life would begin to improve. Stifling a yawn after tossing and turning most of the night, Cooper walked to the veranda and sat down to wait for smoke to rise from the cottage chimney. The sun was not up yet, but the early dawn light allowed him to see the dim outline of the cottage roof. The smoke would be his clue that it was time to go. His mind wandered as he stared down the hill toward the back of the property. He had a pen in his hand with the tablet open in front of him on the table. A dim light from inside the house shone just enough for him to write. The Tablet. October. Five days later. Today I have hope. I do not know what the day will hold for me, but I am excited that I have hope. I want to change. I need to change. I must change. I will focus on today I will try not to worry about my past, and I will not be concerned about my future. I am focused on today. Today, I have hope. Cooper looked up from the journal and squinted to see if there was smoke in the distance. A small puff came from the cottage chimney. Without thinking, he jumped up and almost flipped the table over in his excitement. He snatched up the tablet and the pen ready to roll off the edge of the table and sprinted down the path to the cottage. He wisely paused. And took a deep breath at the door. He would have busted through had he not shown some restraint. Mr. Travis, come in, Asa's calm voice greeted him as the door swung open before he even knocked. Once again, the soft glow from the fire and candles had a calming effect on Cooper. He sensed his heart rate dropping considerably as he walked from the door to the fireplace. For some reason, he was moved to not speak until spoken to when he was with Asa. It may have been out of respect since he seemed to be an elder. Or maybe it was because he felt as if everything Asa said was so important that he did not want to interfere or steer the conversation in any way. Most likely, it was because he strongly believed that this man had a secret to share with him and he wanted to submit himself to whatever Asa had planned. Cooper had lived his life always being the planner. He was the leader, the one that was considered the take-charge person. In most situations, that meant he was always responsible for the results, but that needed to change. His self-made attitude had failed him. He knew the mess that he had created. It was time to let someone else give the instructions. You know how this works by now, Asen nodded toward the pot in the fire. Cooper heard the kettle begin to boil, and without thinking to use the mitt, reached for the metal arm. Jesus Christ, Cooper screamed as his hand touched the hot metal. He bounced around the cottage on his toes for a few seconds, almost crying in pain. Fortunately, the kettle remained on the hook and did not crash the floor my guess is that you will not make that mistake again asa said as he tossed a small towel toward cooper the human mind has a tendency to remember when painful events occur they will then do everything they can to not make the same mistake again though not always though not always pleasant pain is a great learning mechanism what how odd He's so sensitive and calm, yet just showed me zero compassion. Using the towel this time, Cooper carefully pulled the metal arm away from the fire and then hesitantly reached for the hot kettle to carry it to the counter where Asa was finishing his manual grinding of the coffee beans. He set the kettle down and shook his burned hand as if the action would make it feel better. Give me your hand, Asa commanded. Cooper slowly moved his red hand toward Asa, who reached out to touch it. Cooper instinctively jerked his hand back as he looked up. It will be fine. Asa wrapped both his hands around Cooper's burned hand. He bowed his head, but Cooper was not sure if he was bowing in prayer or just looking at their hands clasped together. Cooper felt a coolness flow from Asa's hands into the fingers and palm of his injured hand. It was almost like the sensation of slowly sticking your hand in a bucket of ice water. The sensation went all the way up to Cooper's elbow. It is better now, Asa said in a matter-of-fact tone as he let go. He reached for the kettle to pour the water in the cups. Cooper held both hands in front of his face, palms up, and marveled at how they both looked the same. It was as if he had never touched the hot metal. What just hap- Let's not get distracted, Mr. Travis, Asa interrupted before Cooper could get his words out. We have much to do. Cooper looked at his hands again, and then back up at Asa, and just stared at him while he slowly poured the hot water into the mugs. Who was this man? Please, Mr. Travis, go have a seat. I will bring you your coffee in just a moment. I have a small card for you on the table. Take a moment to read it while our coffee is brewing. The card explains our first act. Cooper reached down to pick up the small card on the table. As he did, he noticed his hand again with no burns or pain. Still unsure of what exactly had happened, He turned his attention to the card. It was slightly bigger than a business card, and it was almost square. The paper was a very heavy stock. The handwriting was tiny, but identical to the writing on the envelope he had found inside the tablet before he had left South Padre Island. Act of Love Love is unearned, unconditional compassion and understanding for all people. It is not just a feeling or emotion. It is patient, kind, and honoring to others. Love is an action. It is something that one does. We are commanded to love God and love others as we love ourselves. I will show love. I will seek opportunities to honor those around me. I have not earned the love that is shown to me. Therefore, I will not expect others to earn love from me. I will not judge. I will be quick to forgive. I will be a person of compassion and understanding. My thoughts words, and actions will be evidence of the love that flows through me at all times. I will show love. He read it multiple times while his eyes jumped from the card to the fire to Asa and back to the card. Cooper thought about the words on the card and wondered if he was missing something. This was the secret of his success? It seems so simple, Asa stated as he handed Cooper his coffee, but this is the foundation that most people never gain a true understanding of. Before you even ask, let me say that the word love has been abused and misused so much by society that it makes it almost impossible to have a discussion about this act. But make no mistake, the basis for everything that our society and culture was created for rests on this act. It is an act that permeates every fiber of how we were created and what we are designed to accomplish. I'm definitely cynical about love. I better choose my words carefully because I'm not sure it even exists anymore in our broken down world. How exactly do I learn this act? Cooper asked. I don't think I understand what it looks like. Well, first, let me give you instructions, Asa said. I advise that you carry this card with you at all times while we are learning this act over the next few weeks. You will notice it includes a definition as well as a confession. Read it silently, read it out loud when you are able. Meditate on the topic. Write it in your journal over and over. Asa paused, as if to let his words sink in. What do you mean by confession? Cooper asked. That is a great question, Mr. Travis. Our words have power. That is a great question, Mr. Travis. Our words have power. They can bring life, and they can also bring death. Therefore, we must be mindful of what we say. Our confession is not only what we say, but it is an indicator of what is in our heart and our mind. Therefore, we must be mindful of what we say. Our confession is not only what we say, but it is an indicator of what is in our heart and our mind. Do you understand the power of what proceeds from your mouth? Cooper hesitated before moving his head up and down in agreement. Asa continued, for us to make significant, life-altering changes in our lives, we must examine our thoughts, words, and actions. We will use these words to program your mind in the proper way, in the way that you were created. You will use these words, these confessions, to program your soul for true success. Is that something that you can do, Mr. Travis? It seems odd to repeat words and read out loud, but I will do my best to develop the habit. Excellent. I have confidence that you will be transformed in a short period of time, and that will encourage you to make this a lifelong practice. Asa took a quick sip of coffee. Also, watch for examples of the act of love as you are living your life over the next few weeks and as we are doing the work that we will start today. Work? Cooper raised an eyebrow at this new development. Yes, work. A friend across the river is a steward for a coffee plantation. It is harvest season, and the rains have slowed down their harvest. He can use our assistance in harvesting the cherry beans before they get too ripe. It will be an opportunity for us to show our love for others by assisting in this time of need. You are fine with putting in a few weeks of labor, Mr. Travis? Absolutely. Cooper quickly replied. Memories flashed through his mind of how out of breath and winded he was while attempting to ride the bike a short distance on the road in front of the villa. Hopefully he wasn't too out of shape to help with the harvest. Excellent. We will occupy our bodies while we train and stretch our soul. Let us finish our coffee. Then you can go back to the main house. Maria should have a light breakfast for you. You will find some work clothes in your closet. Wear layers because it will be cool this morning, but it will warm up as the day progresses. Maria will have a bag with some food for you to bring for lunch. Prepare your heart and mind for a long day of work, Mr. Travis. Asa said the last few words in a whisper, as if he wanted to make sure Cooper was listening. Cooper finished the last of his coffee before looking over at Asa and smiling in agreement at this new development. Very good, then. We shall meet on the other side of the gate at the back of the property as soon as you eat and change your clothing. Chapter 15 Cooper sat at the table eating his breakfast with the card that Ace had given him in front of his plate. Act of love. Love is unearned, unconditional compassion and understanding for all people. It is not just a feeling or emotion. It is patient, kind, and honoring to others. Love is an action. It is something that one does. We are commanded to love God and love others as we love ourselves. I will show love. I will seek opportunities to honor those around me. I have not earned the love that is shown to me. Therefore, I will not expect others to earn love from me. I will not judge. I will be quick to forgive. I will be a person of compassion and understanding. My thoughts, words, and actions will be evidence of the love that flows through me at all times. I will show love. Cooper read the card again as he sat and ate the breakfast waiting for him just as Asa had said. He thought about Angel. He knew that he loved her but the words unearned and unconditional kept rolling around in his mind. He realized he did not display this type of love with his wife, and she had been trying to let him know that for some time now. He had been raised with a strict set of rules. His father never showed him compassion. In fact, his father would say that compassion was a sign of weakness, and Cooper had adopted the same attitude as he reached adulthood. That attitude was how he had built his business, and now all that was gone. That was also the same attitude he had in his relationship with Angel, and now that was gone. As much as his pride hated to admit this, the way he had done things did not really work. It was time to make a change. Cooper stooped to go through the small gate. As he straightened up, he discovered Asa standing in front of him with a smile on his face and two bicycles by his side. He was wearing the same thing he had worn every time Cooper had seen him. Khaki slacks, a long-sleeved shirt and a jacket that resembled a sports coat. "'How are your bicycle riding skills?' Asa asked with a grin on his face. "'Not as rusty as a few weeks ago. "'I'll try to keep up,' Cooper replied as he looked at the bikes and back at the gate. "'How did those bikes make it through that small opening? "'I can barely fit through there. "'We will follow this trail down to the river, "'then we will cross over the river "'at the bridge downstream.' "'I've been to the bridge,' Cooper interrupted. "'Wonderful.' On the other side of the bridge, we will follow the trail to a road that will lead us up the hill to Juan's Coffee Plantation. Cooper looked at his bike skeptically. I hope I can make it that far. Just the short distance I rode the other week made it hard enough to catch my breath, and this ride sounds a lot worse. Asa sat on his bike and began to glide along the path. Not wanting to be left behind, Cooper hopped on his bike and followed. The trail was smoother than he expected it to be on a bicycle, and he managed to keep up with Asa down to the bridge, where Asa paused as if to allow Cooper to catch his breath. It is all uphill from here, Mr. Travis, Asa called out as he started to pedal, and he was correct. Not wanting Asa to get too far ahead of him, Cooper's competitiveness kicked in, and he pushed harder and harder. When he finally stopped at the end of the three-mile upward climb, his heart was beating out of his chest, and sweat poured down his face. He spotted Asa, who didn't look winded at all, greeting a group of men gathered on the side of the dirt road. The men, obviously happy to see each other, were hugging and speaking in Spanish. As he stepped off his bike, Cooper forgot what strenuous exercise does to out of shape legs, and he almost fell flat on his face. His legs barely had enough strength left to hold him up. After regaining his footing, he lifted his foot to push the kickstand down, or at least he tried to lift his foot. It moved but completely missed the kickstand. The bike tipped away from him, and since he had almost no strength left to hold himself up, he fell in slow motion to the ground on top of the bike. The resulting crash interrupted the party, and much to Cooper's embarrassment, all the men hurried over. He stared at the assortment of shoes, boots, and sandals that filled his vision, and he inwardly groaned. His manual labor experience had gotten off to a crashing start. He was sure the men were impressed with the city boy who had arrived to save the day and help with the harvest, but was now sprawled across his bicycle. Assuming it would be easier to stand up from a seated position, Cooper rolled onto his back while still laying on the bicycle. Handlebars, pedals, the seat, or something now stuck in his backside. But as much as he tried, his jello legs refused to let him stand up. Finally, three of the men bent down and lifted him off the ground. He wobbled as his legs bore his full weight. Mr. Travis, is everything okay? Asa asked. My body is not in great shape but nothing can compare to the damage my pride is taking right now. Pride is a cancer that will eat the strongest person from the inside out. Never let what others think of you control who you are, Asa spoke in a calm voice. You have come to assist these men during a challenging time, and they are grateful and offer you unconditional love, even if you do have difficulty standing up. Cooper noticed a slight smile perk up in the corner of Asa's mouth as those last words flowed out. He also noted Asa's use of the phrase unconditional love. Mr. Travis, I would like you to meet Senor Juan Diego. He is the steward of this plantation. Buenos dias, Senor Travis. Juan reached out to shake Cooper's hand, but also gave him a strong hug. We are thankful you're here. When coffee cherries get ripe, it takes much work to bring them in. Cooper realized he knew nothing about what it... Cooper realized he knew nothing... Cooper realized he knew nothing about what he was about to do. He knew coffee grew on trees, but he had never seen a coffee cherry. Since he was not wanting to cause himself any additional embarrassment, he chose to keep that fact to himself. You speak English? Cooper asked, relieved that he would not have to go through the same awkward exchange he had with Maria. Yes, not so good, but okay, Juan replied. And do I call you Juan? Cooper used the usual routine he followed whenever he met a new business contact. Greeting, name, and attempting to connect in the same way. It had served him well in his old business world, so maybe the same principles would be acceptable here. Here in our country, we have mucho names. My family name is Juan Diego Castro Guzman, but you can call me Juan. Thank you, Juan. It is my pleasure to meet you, Cooper said. His leg muscles quivered a bit, and he feared he would fall flat on his face once again. Juan turned to his men and spoke at such a speed that Cooper thought he may be mad or upset. When the men walked away, He realized that whatever Juan had said meant that it was time to get started. Asa, as if he knew that Cooper was struggling to stand, stepped to his side and held him under his left arm. Mr. Travis, we will be harvesting ripe coffee cherries over the next few weeks. As you may know, the cherries hold the precious beans that are roasted and loved by many. You have told me you have a deep appreciation for coffee. You will grow to appreciate it even more over the next few hours, days, and weeks. I'm not sure that I have the skill or the energy to help much, Cooper replied as Asa steered him toward the group gathered next to an old truck by the road. It is very hard work, but that may be good medicine for you during this time of your life. The process is simple. You will take these buckets and strap them to your body. We will then walk through the orchard and you will gather the red coffee cherries only and place them in your bucket. As the buckets fill, we will gather the cherries in large burlap bags and place them on the truck, Asa explained. Cooper attempted to process his assignment. The buckets were nothing more than modified laundry baskets, and the burlap bags were piled up on the side of the road behind the truck. The other men grabbed their buckets, hung the rope attached to the buckets around their neck, and walked into the grove of trees to Cooper's left. These trees look pretty tall. How do we reach them? The tall trees are not coffee. They are avocados. Coffee does best when it is not in the direct sun all the time so larger trees like the avocado tree are planted in the same orchard to provide some shade. The coffee is about our hype, which will make it much easier to collect. Nothing about this day seemed easy to Cooper. It had started with him burning his hand only to have it miraculously healed. Then he was handed a card that had a definition of love that was nothing like the definition he thought he knew. He had followed an old man down a path in the jungle of Costa Rica on a bicycle ride that almost killed him. And now he was taking a plastic laundry basket into a coffee and avocado orchard to pick coffee cherries all day. All of this was before 8 o'clock in the morning. What else could this state lead to?
0: Oh, I hope you enjoyed that. It was... Quite the excerpt that you, uh, it took you right up to a point where you may want to know more. I'm hopeful that that's the case. If you'd like to check out more about the book, you can go to our website, timwinders.com, and there's a link there for the book that you could go, and you can find the book uh, on Amazon. You can get the digital version. You can also get a hardback. We'll be coming out with a paperback in the not-too-distant future, or you can go to Audible and you could get the audiobook, which is what you just listened to here. So make sure you go check it out and give some feedback. Again, I just really wanted this to be an inspiring story and something that kind of nudged people to just think a little bit differently about what success is and what the process is for going along that journey. I hope you enjoyed this special treat of an episode. We've got new episodes every Monday. Next week, we'll be back to our regular episodes. I'm going to be doing a solo episode and teaching, and then we'll be doing our interviews after that. So thank you for joining us. Until next time, continue being all that you were created to be.